Hello, and welcome back to Texas Tech Health Check from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. We want you to get healthy and stay healthy with help from evidence-based advice from our physicians, healthcare providers, and researchers. On this podcast, we try to give you tips about staying healthy, physically and mentally, but we acknowledge that we must look beyond just surviving, and that's feeling good about how we look, in particular, how our skin looks. Our guest for this podcast is Dr. Patty May from Texas Tech Physicians Family Medicine in the TTP Multi-Specialty Clinic in the UMC Health and Wellness Hospital. Dr. May tells us that it's not too early to pay attention to your skin for preventative measures. Also, sometimes there are differences when it comes to treatment for men and women and how you can prepare before meeting with a doctor to get on the road to feeling good about looking good. Dr. May, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Kind of excited to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your expertise, and what you do here at the Health Sciences Center? I'm a family practice doctor. I've been doing it for almost 20 years now. I've been doing aesthetics procedures for, I got my first training in 2004. So, Almost 20 years I've been playing with Botox and fillers. My big passion for this now is a thing called PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Probably have heard about it. They use it for joints. They use it for scars. But initially, I learned to use it for plumping up the face. And I love it because it's your own blood. You can't react to it. And it never dissolves. It just kind of continues to make you look better for years. I've been hired to work at the new health and wellness and the clinic there as soon as they complete it. Well, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. There have been a number of incidents and even deaths involving people who get injections to enhance their looks or their beauty. And these injections aren't always regulated. What are the benefits to seeing a physician? And how would someone go about finding a reputable or good doctor? This is a big issue in all the aesthetics because it's very poorly regulated. Initially, I felt like only dermatologists or plastic surgeons could do this until I started getting some training. And If you understand anatomy and you understand the the chemical parts of like Botox and potential problems with fillers, you're going to be a lot more cautious than somebody in in a spa who makes their living off of selling you more product. I feel like, you know, going to somebody who's looking at it as this is not my livelihood, this is something I enjoy you're probably going to be treated better. I hadn't actually seen any deaths from like Botox, but I've seen some really bad outcomes with drooping. The nice thing about Botox, it usually wears off in two to three months, so it's not permanent. But things like fillers can actually erode through your blood vessels and and give you some very bad scars. 
There have also been recent stories about young children using expensive beauty products or getting treatments for their skin. How young is too young for facials and things like that? And what do you recommend for children's skin care? That depends on age. I mean, you know, all kids need good sunscreen. I actually personally have been using Zio Zenobaji projects uh, products for years. His sunscreens are actually approved all the way down to infants. As far as the treatments, again, it kind of depends on age. As, as children enter puberty and start to have the acne and that sort of thing, there's some really good skin products out there for that. But if you're talking about things like Botox, I actually started treating my daughter in her 20s. But it's preventative more than it is corrective. I have very, very deep 11s. She inherited them. So if we prevent them from getting this deep, she'll never need a lot of product. She'll only need a little bit of treatment to prevent it. Well, that leads up to my following question. I, I spent the first half of my life in the sun with little or no protection for my skin. And it seems like overnight I developed age spots. If we don't practice prevention, is our skin destined to look rough or are there ways to prevent that? And is there such a thing as starting too early to prevent this? I don't think you can ever start too early, like I said, especially protecting it. You know, now all babies get sunscreen when they're out in the sun. I'm like you for probably the first three quarters of my life. You know, I was out in the sun, liked it, didn't burn. And then I noticed that my skin was many different colors and it wasn't pretty. It was really aging me. There's several treatments to get rid of age spots. The quickest is probably to have them lasered. It actually makes the pigment condense and then peel off. But personally, I like the long term, which is good skincare. We use bleaching agents and the ones that will take off the outer coating of the skin because most of your, your melasma, your dark spots, are very superficial. So if you can get rid of them and prevent them from returning, you've taken care of it. What are the risks of these procedures? Well, you can always have an allergy to them, okay? If they're not used properly, some of them can cause burns. With most of the topicals, I've, I've never had a real problem because people will come in and say, oh, I'm allergic, I'm peeling. I'm like, that's the idea. We're peeling all the dark spots off and all the little irregularities and the thickness of the skin. The first time I did it, I was like, oh, my God, I look like something out of a horror movie because my entire face just peeled off. Usually you only have to do it that drastically once or twice. And then you do it like once or twice a week to keep it that way. Well, with lasers, of course, there's always the potential for being overtreated or undertreated. It won't work or you get a burn. The other side effect with lasers is a thing called hyperpigmentation, where instead of it lightening the scar, it makes it darker. And that normally wears off on its own in several months. But people are not happy when it happens. I think most of us, when it comes to skincare, we think of women or, or, or teenage girls. Is there a different skincare routine for boys and for men? Actually, I sell the same products to men as I do to women, but they usually have different priorities. 
I mean, everybody wants nice, healthy skin. They want skin that looks glowy and and alive. They don't want it to look dull. They don't want it to look flaky. Women are usually a little bit more worried about the texture than men because so many men now have facial hair. But yes, I've always used these products the same. Now, the only thing with men is if they want treatment like Botox, their skin is much thicker and you normally have to use twice as much. And I noticed that as our practice grew, we got more and more husbands in because, you know, life has changed. No longer do we look at older people as being the leaders and having knowledge. Now we look at them as old. And uh, youth is what is valued. So people don't want to look old. So what do you recommend in terms of research or preparation? For example, like you said, you need more Botox for men. What do you recommend in terms of research or preparation that someone do before scheduling an appointment? I I usually tell people when they come in for a consult is, you tell me what you want. What is it that bothers you about your appearance? And to not come in thinking, we're going to do everything. You know, if what bothers you is your crow's feet, we'll do the crow's feet. We'll see you in a couple of months. If crow's feet are good, are you happy now? If you're not happy, now what's bothering you? Be sure you know what you're allergic to. That's very important. Make sure you have a good list of your current medications. Some medications can affect your skin. And also allergies, because, you know, we really don't want to give you something that you're going to get a unrelated reaction to. Another really important thing is if you've ever had shingles or you have fever blisters, we could not treat you if those are active. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Sure. I I love doing this. This is something I've been doing a long time. I, I have the opinion that people who feel like they look good feel better and are more likely to take care of themselves. I don't think there is a age limit on this. I actually had a lady in her mid to late 80s that every year on her birthday, I would fix her frown lines, her 11s in her forehead. And she loved it. But I did that as a birthday present to her. I think the youngest people I've ever tried to do anything on are probably around 14, 15. And there, again, you do just a little, see if it works. I'm very cautious to do this in small increments over time because you're much less likely to get side effects. And I feel like it just adds to a person's overall happiness if they look in the mirror and go, I like what I see. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast and for sharing all this great information with us. You're most welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Texas Tech Health Check. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health or medical condition. Texas Tech Health Check is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and produced by Tier Castillo, Susanna Cisneros, Mark Hendricks, Kay Williams, Hope Caperton, and me, Melissa Whitfield.